This episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy was recorded and produced during the 2023 SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the actors currently on strike, the stories being covered here wouldn't exist. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of In a Galaxy. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy, watching all the stories we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And today we have a very, very, very special episode. We just finished watching through Jedi Fallen Order. We did. We watched the Gamers Little Playground cutscene montage, all three hours of their Jedi Fallen Order cutscene montage. And we have here today, I'm so excited for this, this is our first ever guest retrospective episode, episode 115 of In the Galaxy, I believe this is the end of season 14 we have two guests here and when i think of jedi fallen order i think of these two guys right here they they are the two most prolific fans that i know of this game on the internet jacob do you have anything else to say before we bring them on to talk no. about this great game i'm so excited that they're here to help us help us break it all down sum it up round it up and and finish yeah. out our experience of jedi fallen order absolutely First, I want to let's get to a man who has played this game over 20 times through, and that is not an exaggeration. I believe it. You can, you can tell me the number when he comes in. I think it's 23, 24. He is the host of the Nerd Academy podcast for the Republic podcast. It is good friend of the show, my partner in crime for epic confrontations, Connor Chikiti. Hello, sir. Yeah, if I'm being What's honest. Going on? I- I can't remember how many times. I think it's, I think it's close to thirty, but I could be wrong. I think I have played is, it close to thirty times. I that think is I don't know. Impressive. That is, that um, is impressive. I don't. I don't even know how how I could possibly get close. Let me check real quick because I think I have. I've made some record of it. You've made the record of how much you played it. This is also, by the way, the guy oh, who has. From what I can remember. Beat- who, who, this was something that, that happened about a year ago. It was just Connor and I sitting on a call in Discord, and him, he was watching me go through hours of footage for this game to specifically get a clip of Cal saying, I need a stim baby, in, in those exact words. Hours, hours on end. I was like searching through hours of footage just to find that one clip because it is spectacular. And the, the, the second person is if, if, if you don't know who this person is, get out now. It is Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained. Hey, I think I've only played it like four times. So I, I was actually just pulling up my EA account to see if I could find how many hours I had in the game. Because I'm curious how many hours. <laughs> uh, no, I played it a similar amount of times to you, Alex. I, Connor, it, it, it's not that, that you're abnormal, it's that Connor is the abnormal one in the situation. Oh, oh I'm yeah. aware. I'm still impressed. Yeah, no, it, it kind of helped that it came out and then COVID unfortunately happened. So I didn't mm. really have yeah. much to do. So it basically became like the game I always I, went to. I was to. thinking earlier today about the time it came out because that time, say what you will about like the specific media that we got during that time and, and, and your thoughts about it. 
like that time with Rise, with Mando season one, and with Fallen Order all with this all in the span of basically three months was like it was a magical time for me. Like it, it felt like Star Wars was getting like revitalized in a way we hadn't seen like even with the Force Awakens in a long time. I agree. I remember that lead up and just how much fun it was. It was and 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 specifically I'm 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 now thinking of like I remember I feel like this was around 2020 Alex you made a video series about like the phase 1 of of Disney Star Wars and it's it's funny how like Star Wars works now because even though these were this this was the end of phase 1 of Star Wars all three I would argue are now getting are, are now either have a sequel or are getting one very soon we had survivor obviously for for JFO, we had this season of, of The Mandalorian right at, a year after. And then we have New Jedi Order along the way. So, which is obviously like a sequel to the entire trilogy. But since Rise is where we left them, it's just yeah. it's just so crazy to see all of those things already getting followed up on or already have been followed up on. Uh, I have a, a question for Connor real quick to go back to your multiple, like 30 times of playthrough. When you play it now... How long does it take to beat the game? How quick? So, that is a good that's, question. That's okay. So, a that's a really good question because I haven't touched. I haven't gone through a Fallen Order playthrough in like a good while, ever since Survivor came out, and just ever since like life kind of became more at the forefront for me. I haven't really gone through Fallen Order in a good while, so I don't know. And the thing with Fallen Order for me is that, like, I have to pace myself. Like, I don't think I could do, like, one of those, like, stay up all night for seven, eight hours mm -hmm. and just blitz through the game. Could I? Probably, if I really, really set my mind to it. But it's it's not worth it. You, you can't do a Jared. You cannot do a Jared. <laughs> no. I can't pull a like, Jared. No. And, and, and stay up. That, that, man probably that man probably stayed up, like, 40 hours in a row when Survivor came out, from what I've heard. So, and the funny is, thing is with Survivor, I haven't even beaten it twice yet. Wait, I also, played more Survivor than you have, Connor? That's yeah, but also it's the fact that like Fallen Order was very linear-ish and Survivor and is Survivor, like, Survivor's just a complete massive. It's just like just yes. So oh. much to do. Thank God for New Game Plus though. <laughs> Thank God, because I am not recollecting any of this stuff oh yeah Agreed. No, never again the, the collectible stuff like like honestly we didn't mention it a lot of course because it wasn't like very integral to the cutscenes but like i never bother with the collectible stuff that's not like the kind of i i'm a very linear gamer i beat the game i want to experience the story for myself if i want to i'll go on a side quest or two maybe but like other than that i'm really just like let's get through this goddamn story as quick as, as quick as i can I also just, for me, like, any repetition of, like, something, like, too close to each other, like, I feel like I don't, I don't have the entire script of Bombad Jedi memorized in my brain, but, like, it, it, but that specific episode of The Clone Wars, I feel like I've watched so many times now that it's just kind of embedded in me, and I started to feel that right after, like, my, I was getting into my third playthrough of Survivor. Where, where I remember there was this one line that one of his crew says to him at the beginning of the game about needing some of that Jedi torque. I'm like, 
that that line didn't like that line started to sound to me like you know when you say a word over and over again and it starts to sound weird to you like that's what it sounded like to me and i was just wondering like like you connor you've played this over 30 times and you it's still like i don't want to speak for you anything it still seems like your favorite star wars anything which is a testament to anything else it's pretty yeah it's it's pretty close up there i'd say my other favorite star wars story would probably be the phase one high republic main comic starring my favorite star wars character as of now keeve trennis jedi master keeve trennis now but yeah follow her i heard, there's, I heard there's a tragedy upcoming with her i might be hearing stuff yeah hopefully hopefully not in the way more in the like i'm just gonna dip from the order way so yeah I, that's all I really hope for. Kevin's going to deliver. Kevin Scott will deliver on that front. It's going to hurt, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, even if she lives, it's going to be sad. <laughs> oh, it's going to be super sad. I feel like it's going to be even more, it's going to be sadder if she lives. Because, like, death is, like, a fairly easy way out, I would I would say, for some people. Kevin will still make it said. hurt. That's true. Yeah, greatest, that's true. I, I was about to say, tell the Grand Inquisitor yeah, would like to. Uh, he'd like to argue that statement. Also, Loden Great Storm would tell. Yeah, R.I.P. Loden. Yeah, that 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 are like that argument is just so like 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 it's all in the past now. It's dust in the wind. Oh, heyo! I'm just gonna. <laughs> I might leave after that. Man. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I haven't even read much of phase two just because i've just i have just been so busy and phase two just didn't really grab me there are a few characters that really cool but also it doesn't help that like i can't find the ebooks for any of them on mm. the library app uh, which sucks and i can't take, do audio some time to come in yeah they, yeah, they do so. take some time to come but, in but yeah, anyway uh, fall in order yes so with Fallen Order, I have to talk about, I got to pull it up. I have to talk about, with this, with the story of the game for me, I have to really just talk about, like, just back in June 2018 or so, when we oh, first I heard about it. Oh, no, never mind. I don't know what you're pulling up with this. I, really, I thought for a second I knew. I thought you were going to pull up, I thought you were pulling up your interview with Matt for a no. second. No, okay. we'll get to that. But, yeah, we'll we get will to get that. to that. We will link that down in the description. <laughs> Connor did a an interview with one of the writers of this game, Matt McNivitz, who who is also, of course, a writer on the staff of the Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, The Bad Batch, and Jedi and, Survivor. Yeah, and and Survivor. Yep. Yeah, so it, it was. Did he? It was pretty am cool. I correctly, that he didn't play as big of a role on Survivor as. It wasn't like the lead writer, quote unquote. The lead writer was Danny Homan, but like he was on the team. Got no, it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. His, I don't know what his yeah. how big his role was. Yeah. But yeah. While Connor's pulling that up, I'll. I have it. So, okay. Okay. Go so, ahead. June 2018, we get the we get the sort of anticlimactic reveal at some game awards show or some game conference show. I think it was the like, play that they were just like the title is Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is the title. That's about it. It was very underwhelming. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That that that's cool. But then 
a little blurb came out from the website and I'll just read it. It's like two sentences from respawn entertainment comes a brand new action adventure game, which tells an original star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of star Wars episode three revenge of the Sith. I don't know what it was, but I read that and I was just instantly hooked. I've never been hooked faster on a on a prem on just a very shallow premise for a Star Wars story than that. That was the day it all began. And so I basically for the longest time up until like uh, April 2019 with Star Wars Celebration Chicago when we found out more about the game, I poured over every almost every rumor detail bit of news that we could find the the lead up to fallen order and its release was probably the most unique experience that i've had as a star wars fan and nothing's gonna ever come close to it and i think that factors into why i love this game so much because no, did i was you... in my seat Sorry, I don't oh, mean ahead. to interrupt, but I, I do want to ask, did you know at this point, during the lead-up, during the during the rollout, during the announcements, did you know that you were going to be a Fallen Order super fan? Like, what was it about the game that really drew you in? Or, did, or was it once you played it that you really fell in love with it? So, what really drew me into the game was the fact that it was set in this dark times... And the dark times at this point, I think, was one of my favorite eras. And then, like, getting Fallen Order into that piece of the pie for it and really solidifying the whole era around, almost around it. It's an insanely compelling it. time. Yeah. It, yeah, it just made it super compelling for me. But, oh, wow. What was it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm in my senior year of college, not really doing too much. So, like, because of that, I have all this time to really focus on it. And it was the fact that it's set it's set after Revenge of the Sith. You're a brand new character, which you know has its own, you know, narrative decisions to make of like, oh, is he gonna die? And my whole thing was, oh, he's probably gonna die. Like he probably is. There's no fucking way he's gonna live. I will um, say that Star Wars has had a great track record in the last like ten years. Us saying, uh, us fans saying this character is going to die, and then Star Wars being like, nope. You're wrong. Yep. And so when celebration happened and we found out more about Cal Kestis and just the whole entire set in and some of the gameplay, that gameplay, the gameplay footage where you're on the first trip to Kashyyyk, that is the most nostalgic oh, yeah. I've ever felt for any section of a video game ever. Like every time, I'm not even kidding you, Jacob, every single time. We get to that point on Zepho where, where Eno Cordova is like, oh, I've met Tarful and, you know, we got to go to Kashyyyk, you know, in that little hollow projection. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like every single time. I just get so hyped up for that because of that gameplay footage that they showed us where it was like first 15 minutes and then it was extended yeah. with the mm -hmm. walker. Every time I get so hyped, I get so nostalgic. I just, I don't know what it was. Just, I watch that gameplay so much, even to this day. And it's funny too, with that gameplay, I didn't realize it until like 
Stigas Musin brought it up that like the lightsaber blade didn't have a white core to it. I just took the I just took the whole blue blade at face value. <laughs> and I didn't even understand the uproar. And I was like, oh, I get it now. That yeah. makes sense. Like the practice, like the practice blades and rebels at the end yeah. of season two. Yep. And so, you know, when that happened and we find out more about Trilla and just all the other enemies and sort of things that we're facing, I just, my hype just started to increase. And one of my favorite trailers, and I got hyped for the trailers. I got fucking hyped for the trailers. Like these are like trailers that now I'm like, oh yeah, you know, every video game does these types of trailers where it was like, Gameplay trailer, story trailer, another gameplay slash story trailer. I've never been more hyped for these trailers than with Fallen Order. Like, I didn't even get hyped for this with Survivor, man. And so I think it was Cal the Cal's mission, mission trailer. I was just blown away. I don't know. It's just every single piece of new thing that we found out about this game, I was just like, this is going to be fucking great. I was expect. I was, I just... It was great. And then obviously Force Friday came out and I obviously had to go get Cal Kestis and Trilla Sidari action figures. They they are the only two Star Wars action figures I currently own. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a lie. I own a, a Rey, Last Jedi one, and a Kylo Ren uh, figure. But too. only those four. Yeah, only those four. Only those I don't four. really buy many Star Wars figures. Yeah. But then... Yeah. I think it was, oh yeah, it was, it was before we found out what more about Fallen Order was at Celebration. There was obviously that small part in my brain, in the back of my brain. It was actually, no wait, I'm misremembering. I think it was like shortly before the game came out. Obviously, oh, also this was the Fallen Order, first game I ever pre-ordered, unsurprisingly. Uh, yeah. Did not get the pre-order bonus because I accidentally threw away the receipt. Oh. But it didn't matter because oh, no. we already because we still got the stuff anyway. Did the same thing for Survivor, and I have no idea if the pre-order bonuses are even part of the game now. Whatever. There was a small part of me because of the fact that it was like EA, and you know, EA's reputation up to that point was not the greatest when it came to Star Wars. There was that small part of me, even though I knew that respawn had like full control over this game. There's a small part in the back of my brain that was like, what if it sucks? I knew that wasn't going to be the case given Respawn's track record. But that small part in my brain was just like, what if it sucks? What if it's not what I think it is? And yeah. I just, it was there. And then I, what else? Am I, I'm trying to remember. There's so much stuff I had. Oh, I should have bet money on this in Vegas because this would have been the easiest thing ever. I remember shortly after the trailer and the panel and that Fallen Order panel, I still watch that. There's, I, It's phenomenal. I'm so mad we didn't get a Survivor panel at Celebration. I'm, I'm still miffed about that, man. But one of the, th one of the predictions I had was Darth Vader is going to show up. Oh yeah, that was there was. I feel like there was smart money on that, and actually that that brings me to another like 
thing I wanted to to point out, which was like just like the the safety of this game, or really the lack thereof, in my opinion, because that was something I, I I thought of before this game is like the the I think I remember listening to your review of it, Alex, and I feel like you had a similar opinion where where I like I remember you saying like, oh, I I didn't expect this game to be as like in depth as it was, mm-hmm. and like for me that did that translated to I didn't expect this like. And even afterwards, I didn't expect this game to take as many risks as it did. Like, I didn't realize until, like, when we were watching this a few weeks ago, how big of a swing Dathomir was. Like, they did not have to go there for the third planet because it's so mysterious and it could have been completely, like, isolating to, to newer fans and stuff like that, but they did. So what was your experience just generally with, with the lead up to the game and how did you see the game like swing for the fences and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I would say that my build up to the game was a lot more reserved than Connor's. Like I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun and enjoyable, but I I just wasn't expecting that level of story detail really. I thought it would be a fun story but i didn't expect to latch onto the characters as hard as i did uh that i I didn't play it in one sitting but it was pretty damn close like i i was lucky enough to get early access to it i i think like two days before it came out and i was like all right i'm not going to be able to finish the game before i get a review out but i can at least get a good handle on it and so i I sat down the evening that i got it played it and then played until like 4 a.m because (laughs) i was just having so much fun and i was so into the story i think i stopped after my second trip to zepho and then i i basically just took a nap woke back up and then finished the game wait so does that mean you does that mean you auto aerist and then did auto air like you, you you fell asleep then you reawakened and then you got knocked out on on Zeppo, then reawakened, like yeah. both in life, in real life, and in the game. <laughs> Again, like in my second playthrough, I was like, I'm probably not going to beat this, but then it just keeps on building and building and doing cool and cooler and cooler things, like going to Ilum and remaking your oh, yeah. lightsaber, the Order sixty six stuff, everything on Dathomir. You talking about how that didn't have to be the last planet? I I would argue that it kind of did only because of Marin. And I think it was so smart to. Oh, I didn't mean like the, for the story, like in a sense, I think it makes complete thematic sense. I just mean like they didn't have to like go to such like an unknown and uncharted planet as Dauphinin. Yeah. And and, well, I mean, I think even Marin could have been encountered on another planet or something, but I, I, I love so much the, the parallel of another survivor that oh, yeah. had their had their order killed off. It's so good, and it, like I wasn't expecting that level of storytelling from that. And team. for it to and, be a night sister, uh huh. And, and, and now, like as it builds, and it's a romance between the two of them. It's very much like a a light side, dark side, but they're finding the balance between themselves. It's so good. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Can, I I don't consider myself much of a shipper, but for Cal and Marin, I <laughs> ship them so hard. Yeah, I think I remember uh, near the end of Dathomir, you know, Marin saying, you know, Jedi and, she, what did she say? She said, Jedi and, Jedi and sisters, sisters don't usually uh, travel together. 
what about what about two survivors? Yeah, but survivors. Survivors. I was like, like, yes. Yes. That was yes. one of those yeah. moments where I was We're just like, it. come with but, us. Come with us. Please but, come with us. And she was like, but, I will join you. Like, yes. But but, but survivors stare straight into camera. We we we, yeah. ad we adapt. So the line we're uh, all now. What? We, I'm uh, trying roll to roll credits. Yep. So uh, yeah, I, I wish I bet on Vader showing up because like for me, when it came to that, I was like, oh yeah, you know, new Jedi set in the dark times. We got Inquisitors. I'm like, Vader showed oh, yeah. up in this game. There's no it, way. Vader was, a smart, was the be. smart money. I will say that I think that the, the way they brought Vader in speaks to something that Fallen Order just does great as a game, which is, again, I think I've, I've heard you talk about this, Alex, but like how it, how it avoids like some of the pitfalls that other Star Wars games have fallen into. Specifically, and I love these games, or I love the first game. Sorry, I like the first game. Live self-editing with that one. Specifically, I'm thinking about the Force Unleashed games, where, you know, Galen, we, we can get into my thoughts and others' thoughts about Galen Merrick another time, but, like, Galen fights Vader, like, quite a few times in those games. He defeats him at various points. Cal, Vader enters the room, and you cannot do a single hit of damage to him. The, the goal of that level is not to beat Vader. The goal of that level is to get the hell out of there, because Vader is not and will not be in any circumstance at this time someone you can defeat. It's kind of the game saying, you know, we've played around with, we've played around with the Ninth Sister, you know, all these all these different Inquisitors. This is what a real Sith Lord can do, just so we're yeah. clear. Yeah. It's, it's, an like it's an amazing moment. But I like the specifically, like, that it's not, like, indulging, like, the Star Wars video game power fantasy sort of thing. Like, like we have Battlefront 2 for stuff like that, and, and that is... We have fine. power, but we don't have that much power. Yeah, I not think yet, at least. One of the things that really sets Jedi Fallen Order apart for me in the pantheon of Star Wars video games is the care and intention that this game that this game employs you know when approaching especially characters characters like vader the way that they show power and and violence being used and i was i mean i'll, I'll admit i was i was i was very dismissive of this game for a long time you know i'm not the hugest gamer star wars video games definitely not the part of star wars i'm plugged into the most but Ha. When I when I find I know I, I'll take the L, Connor. No, no, no I was saying L. the plug the plugged into that was that oh, was funny. Oh, oh, yeah. No pun intended, but I'm glad you caught it. I, I mean, what a treat this game is! What a delight it is! I was just completely unprepared for just the how much heart this game has. You know how much how much care it takes with with all elements of the story you know i mean and and like i was saying that's really what what sets it apart is there's a real sense of in the fighting in the use of force powers you know the way that that cal develops his techniques and goes through the rediscovery process there is a real i really felt a sense that i hadn't felt with many video games before that everything was done super intentionally which i i enjoyed a lot there's a real humanness to it with that. And like, that's the other thing. I might be Mandela affecting myself into this. Actually, not man just gaslighting myself. I 
swear that there is some interview out there or like just some short snippet that like someone interviewed some of the developers just on the floor at celebration or some other game interview where they the two guys were saying like oh yeah you know we're still going through the game still tweaking the final stages and everything and someone asked them about the meditation points and i want to say the quote was we're still trying to figure out a narrative purpose for that i could have sworn that happened i still swear that it happened and i can't find it because let me tell you the fact that they had this obvious gameplay mechanic be like, yeah, we're going to have it serve some sort of narrative purpose in some way. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And the fact that the meditation points served that purpose with the healing of Cal's connection to the forest was just, I still can't get over it to this day. It's that, fucking they, they phenomenal. Did such a good job of taking gameplay mechanics that just have to be in video games and you know not everything works one-to-one -one in fallen order like running around yeah. and killing animals like that that's a, a yeah. Yeah. Animal it's, a it's a little it's Cal a little less yeah yeah, yeah but, it's a little less lessened in survival. for the most part i think they did a really really great job of finding at least how the game mechanics of the force work with the overall star wars story and that's what i really appreciate yep I agree. It's just. I really liked. It was the yeah. it was game design on a on a thought provoking level that we hadn't really seen in Star Wars, and this is not to completely bash other Star Wars video games. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Alex's interview with Aaron Contreras and oh god, what's the audio director's name? Fuck, I want to say it's Nick Levere's or something. I can't remember, but yeah, check out Alex da Alex Damon's interview with Aaron Contreras. Celebration, right? Uh, it was at EA Play, I think. That's what it was. Yeah, at EA Play, he got to interview them, talk, ask them a few questions. And one of the questions, spe I specifically remember this, was Aaron Contreras, you asked Aaron about, like, theories about who the ninth sister is, what her identity is. And Aaron Contreras just flat out told us the truth. And this is where I thought, like, he's not telling the truth here. There's no fucking way. It was, he said, like, oh, I can reveal this because, you know, it was in an EA document that the, the second sister is an entirely original character. And then he said, but the theories that it could be Beresafe are very good. They are very good theories. That's, and I'm that, like, there's no way. I mean, he, he surprised me when... But first of all, like I ran through the questions I had and I was like, it's okay if I can't ask that. And he was like, no, ask it. And I was like, oh, all right. So oh, then I asked it and he was just like, I was like, is, is it possible the second sister could be Barisafi? And he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, and the reason he wanted to specifically say no is because the theories surrounding it make sense. It's a decent theory, but they don't want to get people's hopes up. Yeah. That, oh, I like, see. It is not the case. It's a new character. And I thought that was smart to just be that like, was this smart. is, this is I a thought totally he was new just, character. <laughs> it's not I Barris. Kept thinking... I was, I, I, I'm now just thinking about Barris, and I'm just thinking about that meme that, that was popular on the internet. I feel like this was like a year ago, which was like, I think I might have forgotten about something. If you forgot about it, then it's probably no big deal. 
and then it's just Barris standing outside. Yeah. Like everybody, yep. everyone in every story has forgotten about Barris, even though Dave was like, yeah, we're going to use her. <laughs> it just haven't. That would have been the ultimate, I will say that would have been the ultimate flex from Dave in Ahsoka, which absolutely they had too much to do with Ahsoka. But if like one of the characters, like if one of the characters was somehow revealed to be Barris, and Dave was like, I've been keeping it in here for the entire time, just like with the trading cards, that would have been like, that would have that, that would have been universe level Dave, not just galaxy level Dave. <laughs> what else? Oh, I got so I was so so I wasn't able to get the game for a good I wasn't able to play it until Thanksgiving break because I was at college. I didn't have my PS4 with me. So when it came to spoilers for me. I was so eager to find out some stuff that I just went on the Star Wars League subreddit. <laughs> and the only things I knew, I was like, who the fuck is the second sister? And I'm like, second sister, original character, cool, got it. I, I, I think I also knew that Cal's Master was a Lasat, but I basically forgot about it. So when it like happened again, I was like, oh shit. And it just, there are times I think about that and I'm like, that's so fucking cool. What else? I think that was Wait, it. I just yeah. realized, holy crap. I, I don't know why I didn't, I, I, this didn't click with me, that Jaro died as part of a genocide and then his, his species was shortly thereafter extinguished as a part of, a, of an entirely different, but by the same people genocide. Holy crap. That was a bad year for the Lasat. Thanks, thanks, thanks yeah. for that, Eli. <laughs> I, I didn't need to know that. But, like, yeah, Cal just kind of became one of my favorite characters because of his story. And he was my favorite character for the longest time until, you know, well, I don't know, actually, I don't have, no, I do. I'm an idiot. Yeah, until uh, she came into view. Keep trying to, yeah, I just, it's the story. The story is the main reason I kept replaying the game so much. It wasn't even the gameplay. I thought the gameplay was pretty good. The story, I just phenomenal. Like, Kashyyyk, we... favorite planet in all of Star Wars because of this game. That return Remember trip to Kashyyyk. It's really fun to climb that tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just tree. the fact that, like, you know, to me at least, Cal really, you know, he fully reconnects to the Force on Kashyyyk. Which to me implies yeah. that, like, be learning about the spirituality of the Wookiees and everything, and Kashyyyk and sort of reattuning himself to the Force there, it sort of helped not fasten but strengthen his connection, and that's why he was. That's why Kashyyyk was the last planet that he connected to, and just you know, seeing a new area. My whole thing with Star Wars is. I always like seeing new areas of old familiar planets. Oh, I'm absolutely. really happy was... Fallen Order really did that with Dathomir yeah, really and Kashyyyk. Yeah, I think Dathomir, at least for me, was more impressive in that way than, impressed me more in that way than Kashyyyk did specifically. Where, like, because like, we didn't know about Dathomir at that point. We, we, we knew next to nothing about Dathomir, and I. Yeah, it was really interesting to see that those new perspectives. I, I will ask both of you this question, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to Alex first. This is a question we usually ask each other in our uh, in our retrospectives, but as I know you've played this game so many times, 
has is there anything you've noticed on like a second or third playthrough of this game that like you didn't catch on the first one that like really stood out to you? Hmm. I'm sure there is, <laughs> but I might have to run through my head. Probably just stuff paying more attention to the the story of the Zepho. I think the first time I played through it, I was more just like, what's going on going through these tombs? I don't think I was paying as much attention to the three sages. Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. Tracking the fall of the Zepho and, and its parallels with like Cal's journey into, especially going into Survivor, like they act as kind of a cautionary tale. I, I think a lot of that went over my head in the first playthrough. I don't really talk about it in my review for the game, um, but I, I think it's a significant part of the story as well. I, I will say that I'm with you there. I didn't actually catch most of the stuff about the Zepho until this season when we were watching. I was like very bored by the Zepho stuff until I really started focusing on them this time. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> It's and funny, like, I, I wasn't yeah. bored by it. I was, like, enthralled, but I just, all, all of the, the thematic parts of it yeah. went over my head. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I guess I wasn't, like, bored exactly. It was just, like, a lot, again, like, a lot of the thematic parts went over my head. And then recently I was doing some, I was looking at something on Wikipedia when we saw Kujit, Kujit's yep. name pop up in Ahsoka in that, on that one background wall. And then I realized, wait, there are three of them. There are three Zepho sages. One studies the balance of the life wind, which is like the living force. One of them commits human commits human <laughs> sacrifices, and then the other one still has his followers demand stuff from him, demand like get stuff from him, but is not an, an openly malicious person. A light side, a dark side, and a one in the oh no, god damn it, it's Mortis again. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Eli, you definitely Eli definitely has more. I'm confident. I'm comfortable and confident saying that I'm I have the least experience with Jedi Fallen Order of anyone here, probably by a wide margin. Definitely by a wide margin. But Eli, you were you know during our reviews and our our discussions, you were like, oh yeah, the Zepho. It's all about you know it's a metaphor for the Jedi and the same mistakes that the Jedi make and the father son. I was like, oh my gosh, I missed so much like watching this for the first time because it's really not apparent. You know, when you're so, when I I'm so focused on Cal. Trilla, the Inquisitors, you know, really the the primary story at hand to really get what's going on with the Zepho. But there is there is a lot of interesting stuff going on with the Zepho. I for sure. really forgot how much I wrote about this game on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm going yeah. through my my my. I remember I compiled all my thoughts into one thread, and I just completely forgot about it. I'm just going it's through like it. a I'm macro like, thread. Like Jesus Christ! Yeah, I wrote about some stuff that I'm like, how the fuck did I write this? <laughs> like, Ch challenging, challenging Alden Diaz there for most threads written. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, I should count these. No, but like the thing I love about so I've talked about it so many times. But my favorite sequence, okay, A, Kashyyyk is my favorite planet because of Fallen Order because of that return trip. B. Cal Kestis versus the Ninth Sister, who I want to say on record did not think was dead. I thought her and Malakos were not dead. 
at the end of Fallen Order. I was like, they're, they're even gonna, though they're they both should have been. Whatever. I was like, I mean, Malikos, I don't know how you survive being in buried alive. Yeah. She's a fucking dark sider. They don't do some bullshit. Now, now, now look, 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 Malikos was killed not by the rocks or by Night Sister, by, by Marin's Night Sister magic. Malikos was killed by Dave Filoni writing a version of him that is better and more interesting in his own Ooh. show. Ooh, get all get out of here, Eli. Whatever. They're both cool I'm in their own way. I, They're I'm both cool in their own way. way. Anyway. Is exponentially cooler than Terry Malikos. Whatever. Anyway. The Cal and Ninth Sister fight atop the origin tree is my favorite duel in all of Star Wars because of the fact that like it serves as this really good martial test for Cal and his abilities up to that point. The fact that he's fully reconnected. The fact that he's like, all right, man, let's go. I can take her on. And he does. Cuts off the hand. Her, him dismembering her hand was one of the dopest things ever in Star Wars. I fucking lost it. That was oh, great. Yeah. The fact that it was fought atop the origin tree, the spiritual center of Kashyyyk for the Wookiees. Phenomenal choice. Can't write enough about it. It all clicks. It it just clicks. clicks. Specifically, I I love the face that that and I I will like this is this is one of my things about this game. And Jacob, I know we talked about this a little bit, which is like the, the animation specifically for Cal's face sometimes can leave a little bit i feel like of a lack of expression sometimes and that's not really due to like cameron monahan or anything i think that's just like due to the technology mocap they were working with but cal's face after he force pushes ninth through that tree when he says to bd i just took down an inquisitor perfect even just no his notes. reaction to dismembering her to chop it, it, like, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I couldn't have just done that. There is no um, way I just did that. But yeah, my favorite sequence in that whole game is the Dathomir Ilum Dathomir sequence. You know, that yeah. the fact that it's like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, he goes in, goes to Dathomir, basically gets his ass kind of kicked, as weakened by that, obviously. Like if you, <laughs> like that's pretty easy to tell. Gets like his he's ass weakened kicked by, by himself. <laughs> Yeah, basically, you know, goes to the door, feels nothing, reconnect, you know, goes to the meditation point, relives Order 66, which that was, that was brutal. Dathomir, Ilum, Dathomir, Bagano, Nur is all like, uh, my mouth was just open, jaw (laughs) on the floor the rest of that game. It's so good. Yeah, we, uh, just, Jacob, Jacob uh, and I, we 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 divide this up mostly in forty hour, forty minute uh, chunks. The last one, the last chunk was an hour, um, but the last two we did, I I described it as that 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 I sleep real shit meme, where the first two hours, don't get me wrong, it's good, I like it a lot, is I sleep, and then the last hour and forty minutes, which is basically from the beginning of Cal's duel with Ninth to the end, is just like real shit over and over and over again it's just hitting all those pieces constantly over and over again and i think something that like I, i'm i'm now remembering i was talking about this i believe this was two episodes ago that there's that line here did y'all ever imagine after 
we saw this in literally one episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars that, that there's that soap opera going on between Marin and Malakos. And, and then Taryn goes, your sisters are dead. And Tina Ivlev in a fantastic performance. I mean, I love her in both games, but this is one of the best deliveries of any line ever. Yes, their graves are all around you. And then she starts bringing them back to life with her magical crystal ball. That was one of the most batshit metal moments of that game that I was just like, what the hell is happening here? For me, the most bat, not batshit metal moment, but like a moment I just, for some reason, didn't expect was after Order 66 happens and it cuts the cow, like, you know, obviously frazzled by reliving it. And then just this dark apparition of Jared Paul. Oh, yeah. Shows up. You got to fight him. And then, you know, there's that whole scene of you are no Jedi, which is just, I don't know. I've talked about like what my favorite scene is. I still don't know at this point. I'm pretty sure it's just either the you are no Jedi scene and then just the return scene on Dathomir. Like those are just two of my favorites. Like they're so good. Yeah. And then obviously, so, and then obviously we got to talk about it. BD1, mm. Ilum. Oh, right. yeah. Come on. I didn't know what the heck was happening with all these like hollow records and everything. I really didn't understand it until probably my third playthrough. Like, I'm not sure what the whole thing is. And then I was like, oh, he's unlocking the memories. Wow. Alongside Cal. Yeah, that is yeah. something that I, I, that is another one of the things that I only realized this time around. Only this time around. Yeah. Way to, way to just make me feel for this droid, man. Shit. God. I just, yeah. that, scene, that whole thing was great with Illa. Cause like, for some reason, I didn't even think of Illa when like the, you know, saber was broken and he has to run away and he was like, Oh, you got to get a new crystal. My dumbass was like, Oh, where's he going to get a new crystal? <laughs> I wonder where they're going. I just didn't think of Illum in that moment. And then we, yeah. and then like, it goes to Illum and I'm like, let's go. Illum. I remember Illum specifically because I got to it in my first playthrough. And then my parents were like, Hey, we're going to the movies. We're going to go see frozen. And I'm like, I don't want to go see frozen. I want to watch fucking play star wars i, I, I want to play on the frozen planet <laughs> exactly yeah. so i, I, I love also know. that it was i love that it was full of callbacks to a, oh god yeah god with the test of courage the the melting the melting ice and everything the test of strength i think yeah, yeah, test, of, yeah, yeah test of courage I, is high republic I, yeah i can't you, i can't you, you, you're good <laughs> Connor, Alex, you might not know. I did a whole rant to Jacob about this a few episodes ago in a galaxy. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Clone Wars episode is a test of strength or courage. I don't know. Why did they keep naming these goddamn stories <laughs> so similarly? Yeah. Eli has opined about this at length, and I, I do agree. The and Reckoning then... versus The Reckoning. Come on, guys. Yeah. I think Shadow the thing Warrior I also... versus also Shadow Warrior. Nice. I think the thing I like about Cal's journey a lot is that, like, when you look at it just on a sort of bird's eye view level, it's very, you know, pretty sim- It's very like typical of a Jedi. Like, oh yeah, you know, goes from Padawan to Knight, faces some trials, gets a Kyber crystal. You know, it's pretty typical stuff. But it's like the logistics of what actually happens for Cal, I think, is very unique. And that's what makes his story so compelling and unique. It's like, oh yeah, your trial? Yeah. Fuck you. You're going to face a dark apparition of your master yeah. and your crystal broken. 
And then you're going to get a crystal. And then that crystal is going to be like, fuck you and break in half. And then yep. you're going to get a split saver, which that shit was so insane. If I could change one thing about the game, I do think that it would be that you can't get the double blade until then. Just because I think that would have been such an amazing, like, oh my god moment. That is That's literally fair. something that Jacob said last episode. And I so I would actually the thing I would change in terms of lightsabers would be that I would probably add that third stance of the dual blades when you get that and not just leave it as a special attack. I, I think that was the plan. Yeah. Like they, they said a, that they wanted that to be a full new stance, which then that would have felt good and important. Um, yeah. But they just didn't yeah. have enough time. So they, they yeah, made a special I, move. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, but yeah, I'm just, I'm now just thinking about it. For me, that's actually the thing about Fallen Order for me is that every time I get to think about Fallen Order, I end up automatically thinking about Survivor because yep. no offense to Fallen Order at all. I love oh, it. Dude, Survivor's game. gameplay blows it out of water. There's that. There's and, no and doubt. Me, if you gave and, me survivors honestly, gameplay for, with Fallen Order story, it's over. It's done. For, for yeah, me, we have honestly, basically the same thoughts. That I'm like, survivors the better game, but Fallen Order just I think surprised me so much with how much how great the story was. I I think I prefer it as a story. Yeah, it's so I, I, simple I a, and just so effective. I think this is a controversial so. take, but I like. But like for me, I don't know what it was. The story of Survivor just connected so damn much to me that, like, it, it feels like, like, like Fallen Order is bait. Like, in Fallen Order versus Survivor, honestly, for me, is Bad Batch season one versus Bad Batch season two. There's nothing wrong with the first season or the, or the first game. Yeah. It's just that two. It's just that the sequel takes what we have for me and just like absolutely bumps it up to another yeah. level. You just get more. Um, and but we'll not. We won't talk about our. We won't talk about our guy Boda Boda Kuna of fuck Boda Kuna fame because screw that guy. The number of I got times spoiled I, on that. So I I managed to keep that from 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 Jacob for a surprising fucking YouTube. I should stop going through YouTube. I just all I did was just I need to find out how to get past this freaking wall or whatever. And I couldn't figure it figure it out, and then YouTube was like, "Hey, guess what?" <laughs> Fuck you! You're gonna get the biggest spoiler of the game. Yeah, um, it's like it's, it's like those the, those sometimes. those freaking video. This those, is why. The, there was one freaking gameplay video on YouTube that I saw that had Darth Vader in the thumbnail for Fallen Order. It's just like, come on. Yeah. Really? Like, really? Yeah. Vader. But the to big go surprise back, at the end of the game. <laughs> to go back to your point, Alex. I am pretty much in the same boat with you about like, oh, he should get the double blade at at Ilum narratively. But like I also kind of I also can understand why it's Kashyyyk because it's like, oh, he gets this well, he gets it, this blade. It's not a solid choice. That's what Jared that's what Jared was talking with us about a few episodes ago. It's not you don't have to get it at Kashyyyk. Narratively you can you do. as well or Dathomir. Well, I know, but like I was gonna say narratively. Yeah. Yeah, that's narratively, that's where the game forces you. I've tried it yeah. many times to get <laughs> past that yeah. fucking workbench. I'm like, maybe if I do this and it don't, nope, right to the cutscene. That's where you get it narratively. Yeah. And the thing I think, this is my just interpretation of it, is like, you know, broken saber, broken man, he fixes the saber. 
He's now a full, he's now not broken anymore. He fully reconnected to the force. He fully reconnected his saber. He's a good, confident ginger Jedi. And he faces off against an inquisitor and defeats her. So this man is on top of the fucking world. And then Dathomir completely humbles him. That's true. So that's where I, that's where I'm, that's where my interpretation of it. But at the same time, Dude, Elam would have been fucking sick. I think you Elam know, in my mind just this, you get the saver, it's broken, then you fix it. Not only double bladed, but then you do the split. It would have been yeah. Been I, I, I wanna, That's where he heals I wanna, himself. I want to close. And that would have been perfect. By, also, I want to. I close by asking both of you about some a part of this game that I wasn't like. Again, I do love this game, but there was one part that just generally confused me and still confused me over and over again. I'm genuinely curious to hear both of your thoughts on this. I'll go to Alex first. What are your thoughts on Ordo Eris? Should it have been there? On on what? Ordo Eris, the prison sequence. The the arena. The yeah, the Oh, uh, arena. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there's my... Exactly, exactly. 100%. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, Grease's little subplot. <laughs> yeah, that. there's your answer. That whole subplot, I, I like that in Survivor, you get to get your revenge on all those annoying bastards because it so just bad. seems like it doesn't add a whole lot to the game. I feel like there was more surrounding Grease that we could have explored because yeah. of that. And it just kind of gets dropped by the wayside. But I like that we at least got to hunt them down for once in Survivor because having them pop up, that the Haxian brood and all that was annoying. Wait, okay. It's been a while since I've played Survivor. When do we hunt them down? You can can go to... Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They're bounty pucks and... Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why I forgot. Cause I just did that mission. I just did those so freaking quickly. <sighs> yeah, like that that whole battle arena sequence. It's kind of a fun puzzle, but it does just kind of come out of nowhere. And then it I feel like it's completely forgettable. And there's also yeah. just a little bit of like you're on this you kind of feel the limitations of the game there because you're yeah. on this random planet and you're still fighting the same creatures the same like, creatures yeah. so that's what they collected yeah. for you to fight it, like they don't have yeah. a rancor there or something like <laughs> it, it was that it, rancor i, I hate that shit I, I i just was wondering to let like just genuinely i because i remember like i'm like am i crazy or is this useless <laughs> no but literally the best thing about that part of the game for me is and unfortunately we didn't encounter it in our cutscene montage because there's i know there are like several different bounty hunters that can capture you and take you to Order Eris, but one of them has maybe the funniest name for me in the history of Star Wars, and that is my boy, Bagonk. Bagonk is a king. Bagonk. <laughs> like, what else do you need to say? His name is Bagonk. I, I do really like the Haxian brood, just character names across the board. They're very fun. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what, what, what's his face? Null Chance? There's one of them. Like, is there, I'm, no chance I know the Hexing, the Hexing Brood has some great names. I will, I will give them this. Sork Tormo, of course. Yep, Sork. Um, Bing, yeah. Blorp, Brunzi, Sir Chogs. 
Surchogs, my God. Surchogs. Oh my God, it sounds like a parody name. Just every ridiculous. All name of these they could sound. Think of. All of these sound oh like gosh. shit posting names. All of it, them sound like shit posting. They sound names. like Glupshitto names. But yeah. none they of them. Like none of them. None of them compare to the king himself, Rick the door technician. Rick, my guy. Listen, Rick, that was the funniest oh, shit ever. I just didn't know what to expect. That's something else I think Survivor did well was just having a little bit more fun with Star Wars as a video game. I feel like Fallen Order, they were like, we're going to take this very seriously. Yeah. And Although, to your <laughs> point, I'm going to say I'm going to say a name right now that has caused many to tremble in their boots and has be and, and was the Rick the Door technician before Rick the Door technician. And that is our friend Ogdo Bogdo. So here's the thing with Ogdo Bogdo for me. So the first time I played the game, I went on story mode because like I didn't know what you know what the difficulty meter would be. Like if I go from story to like Padawan or Knight or whatever. So I started on story mode. And so my first time through with Ogdo Bogdo, it was pretty easy. And then like as I went up in difficulty and you know kept fighting. And everything I, you know, Ogdo Bogdo, I didn't think was really that hard. Son of Ogdo, Spawn of Ogdo, yeah, fuck that guy. I oh, hated yeah. that shit so much. So, 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 Jacob, it occurs to me because I don't think have you played. I, I don't think you probably know what we're talking about with Ogdo Bogdo because he didn't appear in the cutscenes. I don't think he's a froggy boy. I did hear, he I did a hear big about a streamer boy. who may have. He, I did hear about a streamer who did spend. I think it was 18 hours trying to beat Spawn of Ogdo, and that was yeah. That the was Spawn a of new is, story is, at some point. Is a is a on, on the most on difficult Ogdo mode. Ogdo, who's this lizard on Bagano that you face when you don't really have that many force powers yet? Yeah. So you're not really that powerful yet, and he's unreasonably difficult. Like I just I I just remember like trying to face him like on one of my playthroughs, and it being like, am I supposed to be able to win this? I have to act cool about him because on my first Grandmaster difficulty live stream, people were like, go fight Ogdo right at the start. And I was like, fine. And I did it and I beat him without taking any damage. I don't know how it happened. Like, it, it's insane. And the video's still up, but I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever done in a video game and will ever do. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> that's I did it. all. Yep. That's <laughs> that, that, that is the, hats off. Hats off to that one. Of course, unfortunately, like, I, I've watched a few of those streams of you and molly playing through and of course the one thing i take away i'm so sorry to molly for this is is the one where she plays her first playthrough and immediately falls uh, glitches through the glitches through the platform like oh, she didn't glitch through she walked off glitch. she walked off the platform without she just walked nice. like in the opening nice. seconds of the game she fell oh, off no. something <laughs> oh yeah I, Braca, super cool oh yeah brock is awesome that, uh, the, the who is great like the fact that it opens with the who, I just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, that song, yeah, slaps. Sugana Sena, yeah, right. I, That's I, a perfect opener. We we've yeah. been. I, I gotta say, we've oh, been and Prof, my God, Prof. 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 You know, oh, yeah. like, come on, who can't? Who like that? That guy's great. I love that guy. Yeah. What what a game. What am I gonna say? There was. I, oh, this is what I was gonna say. In in universe, music has been doing great over the last few years with Star Wars. We got. The Sugana Senna, we got the all the stuff from Survivor. All, all yeah, the stuff from Survivor. We got we got the stuff the song that Zeb plays at the end of season two of Rebels. We got 
now we have Iggy Aka from Ahsoka. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we have, I mean, I guess if you could count this, if you want to count this as music, which I think I might, you, you, we could count the time grappler <laughs> in Andor. Who, who drums and then beats it, yeah. beats stormtroopers with the mallets. Yeah, because we could. that is something that exists. Oh, Eli, just to go back to your question about Ordo Eris, yeah, I can't really, I can't really remember my first time what I thought of it first time through, other than like, don't worry, oh, most of us probably. No, I mean, because like for me, it was like, oh, is Cal dead? Because, like, when the screen comes up, respawn, I'm like, is he dead? Like, what are we doing? And so, you know, he isn't. Speedy's gone. And you got to go rescue him and everything. And the thing I really like is just that really small character moment where, like, you hear the who again. And there's that little line of dialogue Cal says where he's like, hey, I know these guys. And I'm like, hell yeah, brother. The arena fight I thought was cool. You know, the fact that like Greece has these run-ins with these type of people is not surprising. And I like this and the scene where Greece sort of consoles Cal and is like, hey man, I'm sorry I fucked up and almost got you killed. And that whole thing. That was a cool scene. I thought very underrated in my mind. But yeah, I thought it was all right. You know, it's not that it's not terrible. It's not terrible, I think, but you know, I get I get why some people aren't big into it. It's just kind of like something that I forget about every time I play through it. And then you get captured. I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do this. <laughs> it, 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 is, it, is, it is a sequence that to me is just incredibly there. It just kind of happens. It's incredibly there. <laughs> what, like it just kind of happens and that's all. But I was just like, I'm like, there's gotta be more to this. And then, and, and then I was looking up and I'm like, no, there is really not more to this. But like I said, I think any final things you uh, either of you guys want to say about uh, Fallen Order before we start to wrap this thing up. If we're if we're moving towards wrapping up, there is there is one thing that I wanna that I wanna toss over to you guys, Alex and Connor. Something that really struck me about the game that and that I've been thinking about a lot is the way that the the Dark Siders, the Inquisitors, are portrayed. We get to see such a different side of them. You know, the ninth sister during during her duels with Cal, talking about how she and the other Inquisitors cracked. You know, it it was really interesting to me. And very humanizing to see Trilla and the Ninth Sister, especially, you know, really being open about the the pain, struggles, the humiliation of falling, yeah. and seeing what that experience is like. Of almost like they don't want to be there, but that it's just too late, you know. And, and it's very different from the way that someone like Kylo Ren comes to mind, you know, Ben Solo. You pain know, in, in Episode friend. Seven, like he's weak yeah. and foolish. I destroyed him. Like this is totally the opposite in the way that it's portrayed, in the way that the characters kind of view their own fall. What do you guys think about that? I really that like... Was the... <laughs> Go ahead, Connie. Oh, okay, just real quick. That was really the one thing that surprised me in the game, and, like, obviously I didn't really pick up on it until, like, many playthroughs in, where I was like, wait a minute... This is really an interesting angle on the Inquisitors. Like, we haven't gotten this side of them ever. And so, yeah, I was really surprised with how deep the writers and just the developers went into sort of not really, quote-unquote, humanizing the Inquisitors, but more so just giving them a uh, just that tragic side to them. 
So I really appreciated that because like before then we didn't really get much. They were pretty one note sort of archetypal dark yeah. side villains. So yeah, yeah I, really I thought I thought Trilla was great the way they handled her and she was like the third quote unquote survivor of Cal, ah. Marin, Trilla. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're all oh, gosh, three from right. the same generation. They all three made it through Order 66, but they have gone about their survival in different ways. And Trilla was forced into her way. <laughs> and so, yeah, like she doesn't like being there. I think she is a little humiliated of who she is and doesn't come out of it until it's too late at the very end. But I, I really dug that angle and the idea that, yeah, she's like, I've been put into this position and there's nothing I can do to break out of it, which is always like the lie that the dark side tells you she could have come back and she does come back, but it's just, it's so brief. It's, it's just too late. It yeah. is just too late. Um, as it, it so it, often is in Star Wars. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, one another... thing I would change is Trilla not dying because... I mean, me too, but like that is a very like, I, I will say that like I understand why the story killed her off. Mm -hmm. Like I understand it. it. It's, I feel like it's a very selfish thing of like, like for me, I'm, I'm like I, I like I know she shouldn't survive, but I want her to. Yeah. But but yeah, that's not like any other character in any other story, Star Wars or any what anything else. Anyway, so anything else did either of you want to get to before we wrap this up? There's a lot more, it. but I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah. All right, then I'll pass this first to Connor. Where can we find stuff you do? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana, Instagram, ConmanJFO. I also podcast over at the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic. We talk Star Wars there. That's all That's all that really needs to be said. And then I also co-host over at For the Republic podcast. You can find us on you know Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, at For the Repub Pod. Same thing with Nerd Academy podcast. Just type in Nerd Academy Podcast on Google. Our site will pop up. You can find us there, all our links there. I also co-host and co-write trivia questions with that guy up in the so uh, right here, here. left. Yeah. Yeah. Diagonal Upper. stuff is 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 Diagonal is weird. I can't it, so, I can't do yeah. directions. So I co-host and co-write questions with Eli for Star Wars in the Galaxy Epic Confrontations. You can find all of our matches over on YouTube at the Star Wars in a Galaxy podcast YouTube channel that you are listening to right now. So go check out yeah. some of our matches that we've had. Absolutely. They're I really will, I fun. Will, I will talk about AC at, at, at the end. Next match is going to debut. By the time this comes out, it will have debuted yesterday. So um, uh, you can Alex, follow our... Twitter account over at In a Galaxy Trivia. Right, yeah. And then I did an interview with Matt Mcnovitz, one of the writers of oh, yeah. Star Wars we'll Jedi Fallen we'll Order. Put that in the description. Yeah, it's on the site. It's on a site that's currently being under, you know, it's currently undergoing maintenance, but there there will be a way to to read it. So. All right, Alex, where can we find stuff to do? We also talk about Star Wars on our YouTube channel that I run with my wife. It's called Star Wars Explained. All of our socials, uh, Twitter for now, Instagram, Blue Sky, TikTok, etc. It's all Star Wars Explained or Explained. 
yeah, we're we're just kind of passing the time in between <laughs> Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew right now. But High Republic is about to start back up with Phase Three and the Eye of Darkness. So we'll be we'll be covering everything: books, comics, video games, you name it. If it's uh, Star Wars. I'm so excited to, to hear specifically what you, you guys think of, like a lot of the stuff coming out. Specifically, I remember a few days ago, and I remember I was watching the Q&A on Star Wars Explained, and you seem to be pretty much as excited as I, I, as excited as I am about this new, about Ethan Sachs' new Django Fett comic. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I, I would never, like, I, I, no offense to balance Twitter. Like, love you guys, love you people. I was never into balance, but Django Fett comic, hell yeah. I, I, I want as much backstory on that guy as it can get. Yeah, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we'll be there at In the Galaxy Pod on all platforms. Next week on In the Galaxy, we will, doing, we will be doing a special episode, but that is going to be TBD. Jacob and I will figure it out, but we'll have it out by the next Friday. Yesterday, as of the time of this recording, you will have seen Jared the Dark Jedi's next match against against former movie trivia showdown Star Wars competitor Sean Sullivan. Thank you so much to Sean for agreeing to do that. Thanks to Jared for always, you know, being there for EC. And also thanks to Alden Diaz and Bren Marr for their brief appearances they made. Go check out that match. I just spoiled it. I just realized it's only been out a day at this point. Okay, never mind. But please check out that match if you have not, and stay tuned for future matches for Epic Confrontations. I think that's it. So until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.